This is Duke Nukem, and when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. Top of the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, whenever, whenever and wherever you're listening from, welcome to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast, episode 265 for well, end of September already. Where did 2016 go? I, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, September 28th, 2016 is our date of record and publish. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, the denim-clad dynamo. Wow. Legary. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. A little alliteration. It's my for only you. denim shirt. <laughs> and to my left, the returning reverend, the. the uh, my wow, wow. That's oh, it. my. That's it. Just the <laughs> Try, returning reverend. Trying to come up with a J, yeah. a, a cool J adjective. I've never uh, had any cool uh, nicknames, really. I, I, the reverend might be the closest I've ever gotten. The judicial. The, the judici- I, I don't know. Uh, judicial for Jared? I guess uh, you can cheat and go with, like, uh, the drunken Jared Petty. Drunken? I'm drunken? Well. Hi, welcome <laughs> sugar, to Podcast Unlocked. Sugar-free Red Bull over yeah, there. Yeah, there we are. You got that. Well, yeah, you got to have this to, to stay alive <laughs> and stay awake here. Uh, but Destin's denim shirt, this is my oldest shirt. I have had this shirt since, yeah? I believe, college. Well, it looks like it's in really good shape, actually. Uh, yeah, this is my, my last it, remaining like shirt. From and it looks like uh, you're smaller than you were in college because that shirt's kind of hanging off I'm you. significantly smaller than I was in college, yeah. Good for yeah. you. I'm working on it, uh, but I feel often. But like, <laughs> Destin, you've like you've reduced to to the point that that it's it's just startling. <laughs> I've uh, maintained one ninety since about oh god, it's been like a year. Yeah, Good if you like you. rip that denim shirt off, would you just be like all ripped and glistening? Underneath? Yes, like wow. Vaughn from uh, Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I uh, oil AKB. myself up every morning <laughs> and get my clothes just, on just in case. Just in case my shirt rips. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's just in case. Plan. Just kind of want to make it rain at <laughs> all times. Just, just, uh, Say, hey, there was a twenty in there. That's uh, uh, yeah, like a go ahead. Oh like yeah, I earning. carry I carry cash. Uh, I like I like having cash. I, I really? Feel, yeah, I fell into that habit in uh, in Japan, where at least at the time I lived there, uh, credit was far less readily accepted. Right, and so everybody carries cash, and I fell into that habit. Never completely fell out of it. See, I'm the opposite. I I hate carrying cash. Mostly, just it's not even a security thing. It's just like a I, I'll spend it if it's in there, whereas the card ah. I can I can have discipline with. The card I see it's the other way around for me. Yeah. The cash is a way for me to count and go. No, I'm spending real money. Whereas the card feels fake to me. So that's fascinating. Same reason. There you go. But different. I also gives me an excuse to carry a Costanza wallet, which is just <laughs> always a lot of fun. Do you also eat your candy bars with a knife and fork? And uh, no, I do not eat my candy bars <laughs> with a knife and fork. And I've never eaten an eclair out of the trash can. Uh, that's good. That's yeah. that sounds like a lie. Huh? No. <laughs> why? Why would you claim to have not done that? Uh, because that's talk- like that's like saying somebody's accused you of doing that, and you're like, just so everybody knows, I, I never, have never eaten an. Only the George Costanza references. That's uh, that's okay, why, because okay. he does that in, uh, in an episode of Seinfeld. Because so, you know Seinfeld's hip with the kids. It's still around. I mean, it's he made you know millions Reruns. of dollars in syndication for he drives the cars Seinfeld's now. pocket every year. Yeah, I watch it on Hulu at least. The once guy's a week. got a parking garage in Manhattan full of Porsches. He's wow. a big Porsche guy. Wow. Yeah. It's a, he also has a, a bunch nice, of old cars. Nice problem to have. Yeah. I think most of them are Porsches. Yeah. <laughs> if you had the money, Ryan, would you have a parking lot full of DeLoreans? I, no. No, because no. uh, it'd be... You'd have one, right? I would have one to drive. One uh-huh. pristine DeLorean. One to drive. One, yeah, like... Uh, concourse quality like show quality mm-hmm. and then i will tell you that there would be a third one and it would be so uh fun fun delorean fact for you there were three actual 24 karat gold plated deloreans that sounds dumb whoa i know you're a big DeLorean you, i'm fan. surprised you don't know I didn't this know jared that. you're no. such a historian nope didn't know that in i know you're ni- a DeLorean fan that sounds really dumb to me in 1981 yeah. there was a promotion that DeLorean Motor Company, which was you know alive and well at the time, that was their their first year, and then uh, they made gold cars. They <laughs> not they, so well now. <laughs> they, Fun fact: gold not very. It safe. was with uh, <laughs> it was with American Express, and it was uh, it was like I think with the American Express black card, you know, like the super yeah. high rich people version, yeah. and you could buy. They were they were going to build up to a hundred of them, but they only sold two. 
Okay. And they were at the t- they were eighty five thousand dollars new at new in nineteen eighty one, whereas the car was twenty five thousand dollars. So so they produced three, sold two. They, no, no, they produced two. Oh, they only produced the two. Okay. And but they made a uh, and they only sold two, so that was it. And they knew okay, and then the company's still going. So they made a full set of spare parts, spare panels in case anything happened to the two of them. Okay. They could be repaired. So when the company went under, fun fact, the the very last DeLorean, the, the last VIN number, uh, was like, okay, we're done. This is it. Factory's, factory's over. They assembled the final, the, those those spare parts into a, into a, into a third They built a third car. car out of gold. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. That's a real thing. One of them's in a bank in Texas. You can't drive it, right? You could. There's, but it's, it's road gold. legal. Gold it, is very malleable, it's road, right? It's, it's road legal. Well, it's, I assume it's gold plated. It's gold plated. It still has. Because uh, okay. it's, it's right. stainless steel. Stainless steel I was just like, right? 24 yeah. karat gold plated. That's not safe at all. <laughs> yeah, well, we How do you that, start the engine and not just have it melt? <laughs> the sentence yeah. is cut off in Back to the Future, but Doc begins to explain why the stainless steel construction is important to time travel. And we never <laughs> learn the end, which makes me wonder. It, like, it, it, it's some, it starts like uh, something with it. I think it aids with the flux dispersal. Yeah, right. he yeah. starts and then, and then he gets cut <laughs> off. Is that when the, when the Libyans show up? That is when I think when uh, Einstein comes back from the from the. That's right, and they have to step out of the yeah. way because the car is coming back. That's yeah. right. That, I that, love that, it when movies do stuff like that. Give you a little bit of information, and then something happens, and then it gets cut yeah, away, yeah. and they yeah. just never never get. But that it, again. it builds yeah. that universe and that character. That anyway. movie so so perfect and wonderful, but I, I I do think that that maybe the most like. 80s moment ever is somebody going who do you think the libyans like <laughs> if you live through that time and the the propagandic paranoia that existed uh, about about certain enemies of america you know and, and or, or whatever we wanted to think of them as as a kid that made perfect sense to my brain i was like of course <laughs> they must be bad they're libyan you know and and the, the the fact that the world's a very different place now and we Maybe not all people from one country are evil. Uh, Tell me, future boy. Yeah. Ex- who's president in 1985? It's Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Ronald Reagan? <laughs> the actor? <laughs> who's vice president? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> Which Love in it. itself is a lovely dated, <laughs> dated reference. Oh, my Ryan, you know what my go-to cars are? A Lamborghini and a Tesla. And you know what game they're both in? <laughs> You're the best. Yeah. Uh, Forza Horizon 3, Destin. That's right. That yeah. was a great segue. Which is... Those which are is, actually two of my favorite yes. vehicles. Oh, the Tesla yeah. and the Lamborghini? Yeah. I yeah. really want a Model 3. I like the more expensive one, but realistically... Did you put down a deposit yet? No. No? No. I think I'm going to wait until wait we launch, out. see if there's any problems, that's, and then invest yeah. around 2018, 2019. Well, actually, if you put yeah. down a deposit now, that's probably about when you would get your car. Yeah. Well, that's we'll, so, but, <laughs> well you can... I'll, I've got mine, and you'll, you're welcome to. We'll go out and go yeah. in and out in mine. When All right, come, whenever it, whenever they build it for I me. I really like that car. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it looks good. I, I like the I like the mental image of the two of you just cruising around together. <laughs> we in, did in a Tesla. We did uh, well, when you we, reviewed it. Yeah, when we That's had right. the S. I forgot about yeah. that. But yes, but yay, those are in a video game. Yay for the uh, affordable yeah. Model Three. A video game available on the Xbox One. It is uh, that 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 Forza Horizon. Yeah, 3. so it's out. I've heard nothing but praise. We it's out this week. It's. It's incredible. I mean, this game, uh, I know I think you guys haven't had much of a chance to play yet. I know you've mm-hmm. been just knee-deep in Destiny stuff. Oh, yeah. And you've been knee-deep, uh, Jared, and, and things uh, all I can't kinds talk of other, yeah, yeah. yeah. other wiki-based <laughs> things. Yeah, I, Forza, it's, you know, if you played Forza Horizon 2, it's just that, but more and a bit better. And if you haven't played any Horizon game, my goodness, you should play. Well, there is a demo up. Please download it oh, and, and yeah. try it. And I think, again... Even if you don't like racing games, if you like cars, yeah. that is the only prerequisite to enjoying Forza Horizon. So you can build a crew. With, I haven't played it yet, but you can build a crew with Drivatars, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. People are f- tweeting at me. They're like, you're the first person I got on my team. I drive oh, very aggressive. that's yeah. awesome. It's cool. I'm like, oh, that. that's awesome. I've been I'm getting like a lot of this experience. Too. No, the Horizon games are delightful. The, it, it, it's like somebody took the... The, the semi-simulation aspects of, of Forza and married them to the mechanics of OutRun and, and, and made and a baby and then gave you a big, beautiful, wonderful world to explore. You're missing you're, – you're missing – it also absorbs – it absorbs the fallen spirit of Project Gotham Racing. Yeah. The, mm. You know, it basically has kudos. the kudos system. Yeah. They just don't call it that. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, PGR it's, was it's great. also. Yeah, I miss it so much. Uh, Horizon Three also has. Possible. I mean, it's one of the best looking Xbox One games. Oh, I think bar gorgeous. none. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. The sky. The skies in the game. If you. If you. I mean, most of you listening to this are regular Unlock listeners. You probably heard when Ralph Fulton was in here a few weeks ago uh, before the game came out, and he told the story about how they had they sent a couple of uh, of their developers to Australia for something like a, a month, mm-hmm. and they they to did nothing. The sky. Yeah, they did nothing but <laughs> aim these in in this insane rig of uh, this like Frankenstein multi camera, mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. super high res. Uh, camera array and just recorded sky for days on end wow S- sometimes i think game developers are just like oh, how much budget do we have but but let's but go look, capture look the, at sky. the sky yeah. Yeah. Forza horizon but yeah. so much stunning. of so much of forza and forza horizon is beauty i yes. mean that that that's that's what those games they, they sell on fidelity to the vehicles mm-hmm. and they and in horizon's case they sell in the world and they sell on beauty and so I think that's that's why they spend such exorbitant amounts of time and money doing things like that. And and it pays off. I don't particularly enjoy most racing games. I love Horizon games. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. And I, I think uh, Horizon 3 is – I already think I kind of leaned – as great as motor, Forza Motorsport has been over the years mm-hmm. – Horizon 2, for me, really sort of went, you know what? I think I like Horizon better than Motorsport, mm-hmm. and this only cements it. I, I think I – think, it is it is such that the uh, the two developers turn ten and playground games. Yeah, I I I'm telling you, turn ten. I think I think playgrounds got you beat. I think they have made Ooh. the best Forza game yet, <laughs> and the, the the challenge will be a tall a tall challenge, a tall order for turn ten for presumably Forza Motorsport Seven next year. Which of I'm, course I'm looking around for your gauntlet. Well, I think it just got just thrown got down, down yeah. son. But yeah. to to be fair, the guys working on Horizon do have that. They have a little more. You know, they can bend reality a little more. I mean, part of what a person comes into Forza expecting well, is a certain degree of fidelity to to real world mechanics and a real world universe. The Horizon guys, while that world looks grounded, you can get away with way more in one of those cars than you can in a Forza game. But and a core the, Forza. But at the same time, I mean, you know, motorsport is this. Uh, totally revered 60 frames per second simulation yeah. that's 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 set a high bar itself i'm right. simply i'm not i i'm not poo-pooing on motorsport oh, no, no, at no, all no. i'm no. simply saying i think the high bar has been set, set by motorsport has yeah. been has been cleared by, by, by playground horizon. games okay. and forza horizon that's, all right my apologies i, that I is, misunderstood that is how much i think of, of horizon 3 so give it a go if you if you have not already and uh, if you ha- if you haven't listened to that interview with Ralph Fulton from Playground Games, you should do that. It's from three or so episodes ago. Uh, before we move on, I want to shout out the leaderboards on the IGN, the Forza Horizon 3 IGN Club. Oh, cool. Join the club. Uh, it's just IGN. And so we've got uh, the top of the leaderboards as of last night when Per Schneider, our general manager, sent this to me, is uh, X Drazonic. Number two, oh man! <laughs> Look at this. Is this uh, Kagamgawa Chloe? Yep. I'm gonna, wow, I'm gonna you go nailed with. that. Next Epic, one's easier. Epic Style X3, uh, Yaki Honor 11, the Ninja Bear, like it's Ninja but with a G yeah. instead of a J, uh, White Star 1991, Terrari 86NL, Noaks Noxu is an interesting gamer tag. And Mr. Wolfgang 302, if any of you are... Someday I'm going to write this dream feature I have where I just track people down by their gamer tags and find out the story. The origin behind, story? Yeah, of, yeah. I'd love to do like one paragraph origin stories of 100 gamer tags. I think Let me tell you about Destin L. All right. The origin story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very so uh, <laughs> that's Little Forza Horizon 3. It is out this week. We'll mention that again in the Marketplace Report. But for now, we'll come right back to just a few news stories for you. And I think we, for real, will have a shorter-than-usual show this week. Every time we say Ryan. that, it ends up super long. But. Ryan, before you break, we're having a house party. 
Oh, yeah, let's mention that. Oh, yeah. we are having Destin? a party. Destin? Yeah, so we're having a house party in October. You can get tickets right now. Uh, does anybody know the link off the top of their head? It's an Eventbrite, but I don't know the uh, the full link. I yeah. mentioned um, it on last week's show. Yeah, so mm-hmm. check out iGen House Party. Many of us are going to be there, so you can meet us and enjoy the event with us. We're celebrating 20 years it is of iGen. In fact, it's, is it's the big actual deal. anniversary day... The act, it's this week, the day right? day is this Thursday, I believe. Tomorrow. Uh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe it's this Thursday, but we're celebrating. It's a big party for the 20th anniversary. It is an extravaganza. Yes. Lots and lots of people are going to be there. This is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I have not been more excited for live events since mm-hmm. I've worked here. If um, you would like to join us, uh, tickets are on sale. I believe yeah. they're I – don't, I don't want to say how much they are. But I believe it's 55. Yeah, it's 55. I believe you're it's correct. A whole, like, yep. It's a whole – it's a thing. whole day of production. Yeah, and yeah events, a lot going on. So. Uh, it's exciting. It's uh, uh, it should be a pretty glorious event. I've been to some of the planning meetings, seeing what we got, uh, we got coming together, and it's going to be pretty stellar. Uh, so if you can make it, it's it's great. But you were at, talking about the link. People can find it on uh, IGN. Oh, it's uh, it's Facebook a pin, yeah, Twitter. a pin tweet I think on the mm-hmm. IGN yeah. Twitter. So that might yeah. be the easiest. Yeah, Twitter.com slash IGN. Yeah, outstanding. Thank you for that, Destin. Yeah. We'll be right back with some news for you right after this. All right, let's talk a little Xbox news. Not a ton this week. I mean, it's just we're really into the heart of the holiday season now as far as games go, which means everything's coming out. Still a page of news. Yeah, Yeah, everything's coming out. But I did want to start with a very interesting story uh, that I certainly wasn't expecting. If you listened to last week's show, you heard Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin from Campo Santo that sat in uh, the whole time. We just talked about Firewatch and a little about Walking Dead, too, which, of course, was their game before Firewatch, and uh, those guys are awesome, and apparently they were sitting on a little secret, Ooh. and that was, I'm sure it just wasn't ready to be announced yet, uh, that they've parted up with Good Universe to adapt Firewatch into a feature film. Wow. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting, and hey, first of all, good for Campo Santo. Yeah. That's great. A story-oriented video game, a truly story-driven game, yes. could actually become... The first game-based good movie. Yeah. It could happen, well, finally. I'm we've got about, a long way to go yeah, between we, now and then. Right. Hey, now, Assassin's Creed is this winter. I don't think that's going to be <laughs> uh, No, I mean, we've had good video game movies. We had, uh, we've had Scott Pilgrim. The we first had Mortal Kombat? We, no. Whoa, I whoa, like War watch, Games. War Games, War games is fun. Have you gone back and watched War Games? Sneakers. Oh, well, that's a hack. That's, a hack that's not a video yeah. game Sorry. movie. Scott Pilgrim. There's a, video there, game there's a few good, but none Wait, of them are Scott based. Pilgrim was a, it became a video game after. Well, no, I'm talking about that's a movie that draws, it's about video games. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's right. a, Fair and enough. that's the point. There's never been a movie that's about a game. Firewatch has a, has a better shot than I think anything ever has. There um, are a million ways they could screw this up. There, there are. Definitely. But, there yeah. are mil- but they have a better core to work with. I'm so happy to hear how hopeful you are and positive <laughs> no. about it. Well, this I'm one... just like, I've been burned too many times, and I'm like, somebody, some exec is going to ruin this for me. I just don't think it's any more perilous than a book adaptation. A lot of book adaptations turn out terrible. Mm-hmm. A lot turn out great. Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh well, I mean, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Can you compare the merits of, uh, of both? Of, both of are the trash. Book and the, I'm and just the movie? Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, did it made a ton of money at the box did. office it though, did. regardless yeah. of its quality. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sort of Warcraft. When you convert your Twilight fan fiction into a book and convert that book into a movie, that's how it started. You know that, right? That mm-hmm. that that. that yep. uh, uh, Fifty Shades was huh. Twilight fanfic originally, mm-hmm. and they had to change the names for uh, to publish it, so they didn't get sued. Yeah, uh, but uh, that worked out well. But you know, there was this news you were sharing before I, I darted in. <laughs> no, with my, I, my it's optimism. talking about movie adaptations. I mean, yeah. it's interesting because Firewatch is one of the best written video games, mm-hmm. probably that I've ever played. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the writing is that good. I mean, that's. In fact, my in my review, you mentioned Jared. Oh, there have been a lot of uh, book adaptations, of course, to to film. I compared Firewatch to a good to being like a good book mm-hmm. in my review. So I remember that. Uh, but I wonder. I mean, the vi- the vi- the awesome visual style of Firewatch is one of its unique things. And like, would it work as just a live action, you know, thing in an actual forest versus? The really stylized bright yellows and oranges and reds. I don't know. Have of they the game? Have they confirmed its live action? 
I don't. Um, uh, I I'd have to. That. Well, I suppose not. I mean, I guess the door is left open. It's just feature-length film. Because animation <laughs> could be beautiful. I mean, that, that's, that's true. I mean, it, 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 so, I mean, so I'm going to talk spoilers for 60 seconds. So, so fast forward yeah. 60 seconds if you but haven't no. finished Firewatch yet. Yeah. Ready? Go. All right. So the scene where he finds the skeleton, basically, right? How do they shoot that? Is it like? A shot of the the main character, like looking at the skeleton and talking on his walkie-talkie. Like, what does that look like? And like, the whole movie is going to be shot in that style. And that's what worries me about a game like Firewatch. Because Firewatch is very personal. It's all first-person perspective. Yes. You never see what Joe Everyman or whatever the main character's name was. I can't right. remember. Mm-hmm. But you don't see him, so you identify more with that character. And if it's wide shot, it's a different experience. That's a fair point. So it'll be really interesting to see how they handle powerful moments like that moment that I just brought up. That is that is fascinating and very poignant and a, a very important thing to, to, to touch on. I do think that in first-person situations, in novels, sometimes in adaptations, it's handled better than others. Some stories are told from a first-person perspective, and they still manage to bring that person to the screen. But when you spend so much time in somebody else's head, mm-hmm. that's easy to adapt. When it's your head that they're trying to transfer to film, you're mm-hmm. right. That raises some unique issues, and yeah. that's going to make one of these characters very problematic to portray. Well, mm-hmm. I wonder uh, – I mean, Sean Vanneman, who, of course, was here last week, he wrote The Walking Dead Season 1, and he wrote Firewatch. And those are – you know, just those scripts are incredible. Mm-hmm. And in, in turn, the games turned out incredible as well. I hope he gets a shot to write this. I wonder if mm-hmm. he's going to – the, the news didn't specify – who the writer would be, or maybe they haven't even gotten quite that far yet. But I hope Sean gets to write this himself because it is his story, mm-hmm. and he's proven himself to be a hell of a writer. So mm-hmm. it would be cool if uh, if Sean ends up getting to write the film as well. Who would you pick to direct a Firewatch movie? I'm not. See, this. I wish Finnegan were here, but yeah. he is. Yeah. He is not. Uh, as is is pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> we've got Alana sick. <laughs> Marty, uh, I think, is still on assignment. And yeah, Sean was uh, not sure what the hell happened to Sean. Honestly, Destiny. Uh, <laughs> he was with me, and uh, we were on assignment. We were on. We were in another oh, okay. city yesterday. I don't know where he is today. I bricked him up in a basement, going the Amontillado. <laughs> Just trapped him in there. But anyway, I don't know about director, but actor. I think only one person can play that character. Seth Rogen. <laughs> it has to be <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see... Um, uh, he guy. could do serious, though, but he w- I would be totally taken out if it was him. I like the idea. Oh, it's the dude that did uh, Children of Men. I always forget his name. Oh. Um, crud. Anyway, I think he... The, the English it. actor? Uh, no, the director. Uh, of oh. Is it a French director? I, I never remember his name. Yeah, uh, anyway. I, I've seen the film. He, I, could, I like he does good Firewatch. with character. He does very well with character. I'd like yeah. to see him doing Firewatch. I think he's got but the combination of... <laughs> of uh, character direction and yeah. beautiful kind of visionary well, uh, style. And uh, the challenge, it would be a challenge to adapt Firewatch in the sense that it's a it's a story about two, basically there's only two people in it the whole time, mm-hmm. mostly. And one of them you never see. You only hear her. So it, may, it could make for a, a very well, unique film. Uh, who plays Who plays Black Widow? I mean, that's who it'll do the voice. <laughs> she does the voice of well, every Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. That's who so it'll she'll be. be. The voice because yeah, she was the voice, the voice in uh, what was it? Was it Red? Was it called Red? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 She did she, great. She does a lot of voices. Her and Sigourney Weaver are always voices. Her Sigourney. voice though, she has really good range and delivery. Just. Mm-hmm voicing stuff so i will give her props on that yeah she did i think she did a fantastic well, just, job as the ai unit so let, she she could be let the, uh, sissy jones the just play the role again she was in the game that's She's true delilah yeah. in the game that's true and if, if uh she did if, really well also yeah if the film is just walkie t- if it's if delilah's on walkie talkie the whole time mm-hmm let her do it. Let her play I it again. The, I wonder if they'd have the courage to do that, to have her just be a voice on the other end of the walkie-talkie the whole time. In a, in, in a movie, yeah, yeah, where you're... You you're, have to. If you show that character, no. You can't make the movie. You can't yeah. show that character. I, I think you're right. I think that would be a very uh, a, a very unsettling thing yep. to see. Anyway. You can't show the character we're introduced to at the beginning either. Ooh. Wow. The yeah. whole the whole motivation. This is going to be a challenge. I still think it has the best chance yeah. anything has had in years of being the good video game movie. Sadly, that's a very low bar that you've just <laughs> said. But it is. But it, it's yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen. It it's can. Gonna, happen. And not only can it happen, it's going to happen one day. All right, let's talk Batman. Uh, Rocksteady, Batman. the the developer of the Batman Arkham games, they. Uh, 
announced that Batman Arkham VR, which is the the uh, game I'm most looking forward to for PlayStation VR, I use game in quotes in air quotes because you move around and you touch you interact that, interact with stuff. You know, it's definitely less of it's less of a quote, traditional game. You throw batarangs. The Arkham uh, games have been, which of course are loaded with combat and driving, and this is uh, a sort of a de- detective simulation. It's of cool. Sorts. And yeah, what bit I played at E3 was phenomenal. But I'm really looking forward to that. So that's that is done, and and uh, at the same time, Rocksteady said, uh, "So hey, we're done with this," and and they said they're they're not decided. They haven't decided what they're going to do next. This is uh, oh, I copied and pasted. I forget yeah. the guy's first name. Jen. That's his last name. Jen. Anyway, how about we just say Harvey? Rocksteady. Harvey Jen said, uh, I think we've proven that we're a hardworking team, we work well together, and we can really decide what's best creatively for our own destiny. Uh, destiny PC version confirmed. Just kidding. <laughs> Dang it, Destiny. <laughs> he says, I think there's a little bit of sadness on the team. He's speaking about leaving because they, you know, they're going to move on from Batman, apparently. He says, it feels like breaking up. The mood is really split. There's a feeling in the office like, it's definitely time to do something else. We all accept that, but we all know Batman so well. We all feel comfortable in the Arkhamverse. We're definitely letting go of that comfort blanket and putting ourselves in the position where whatever we do next is going to feel very different. There's always an anxiety associated with change, and that's where we want to be. We want to feel uncomfortable because we want to make awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So these are the guys that took a game series that had never gotten a consistently – or pardon me, a franchise that had never gotten a consistently good treatment in video gaming and turned it into – Consistent, wonderful art. I mean, Absolutely. all three of those games. Just, One of just the best product, great. Uh, video game, comic, crossover products that I've ever seen. Yeah. So what do we do now? What what needs rescued? That's where we want these guys, right? We I talked mean, about it before. Yeah. We Superman. About, yeah. I mean, that, that would be the next big – if you want to challenge yourself yeah. and find a way to make Superman good in a video game. Still working on that uh, game, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? I wrote a word. Yep. Superman. The yeah. game. Yeah. Superman would be good. I, By I mean, Destin Laguerre. Yeah. I think these guys could make a good Superman game. I think you can make a wonder. A Superman, people cop out on Superman. They say it's too hard to tell good Superman stories. Right? No. No. Superman has had years of good stories yeah. alongside his crappy ones. And likewise, you can make a good mm-hmm. Superman game. Here's so that, a, yeah, go ahead, Destin. Who's done flying well ever? For I, In a game? In a game. Yeah. Uh, flying humanoid characters. Saints Row does it in some fun, interesting. But you're just ways. kind of floating around, yeah. and yeah, it's not. Um, it doesn't look good. Oh no, no, no! I think the Superman. I think it was Superman the movie. They actually did pretty well with it. Like you could break the sound barrier. There were mechanics in that game that worked very well. What? Are you talking that, about Superman Returns? Yeah, I don't know. You could fly around and stuff like that. Oh yeah, there were pieces of it where you're like, I see where they were going. Yeah, but I think they were limited technologically, well, and like they did some, they made some clunky design decisions that like didn't really not work. Not a good game. Yeah, not yeah. a great game. No, I, I think about I think. But about the flight that. in that game looked and felt good. Was it the GameCube game where they had the the neat idea where the city was your life bar? Um, that was a really interesting. Oh idea. yeah, I don't remember which Superman one. Superman couldn't actually be hurt in the game, but other people could, mm-hmm. and that's what you had to protect. Um, uh, that was a neat. Spider-Man was kind of like that, right? Yeah, you could die as Spider-Man, though. Yeah, you could die as Spider-Man. We're upon Superman being invulnerable. It became kind of it was it was a neat take on it, but I don't know. I, I neither of these things is ever going to happen. But I want them to rescue beloved franchises that have dropped into into uh, disfavor lately. Which one? Uh, the two that come to mind for me. Um, I think Rocksteady would make a killer Castlevania game. Um, Good luck uh, getting Konami to license they won't, it out. No, this is never going yeah. to happen. This is Jared's dream. Just, okay. This is just We're dream. Right, We're just yeah. dream. But that kind of closed open world environment with lots of twisting corridors and interesting surprises. And that would be a great Rocksteady fit. They would build an mm-hmm. interesting story. The other one, even less likely than Castlevania, uh, would be I, I think Rocksteady could make a superb Metroid game. Um, oh yeah, uh, I think they. Would I like that incredible Metroid game. They will uh, never be allowed. No, they will to do never that. be allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah, but I think Rocksteady, like a Rocksteady Metroid, makes so much sense. Yeah. They would they would understand the majesty of it. They'd understand how the power of quiet and how you mm-hmm. could use that. Um, so I think that'd be great. Uh, again, it, it, you know, by extension, they could probably make uh, a neat um, because Metroid's so closely connected. This they could probably make a neat Alien game. They'll never get to make. Um, mm. Uh, those are some thoughts. I mean, there there was the rumor, which I guess must have proven to be 
false, but that they were working on a Silver Age Justice League game. Now, hmm. that's a rumor from a few years ago, yeah. so that's why I say it's, it's almost certainly debunked at this point. But so Silver Age is still Superman, Batman, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be that, that kind of odd incarnation of them. There were some really fascinating, odd changes that occurred in comics around that time, mm-hmm. and trying to capture the essence of that transformation through the comics code process into what became modern comics. Yeah. That, that would be a great setting for a game. I mean, right? I still vote I mean, they, they, they're leaving the Arkhamverse behind, but again, I, I, I say this like every chance I get. Batman uh, Beyond could make an incredible video game yeah. with, because it's, it's already sort of fantastical in the way that a video game can easily accentuate and, and uh, support. But man, like all the cool tech and all the cool... I mean, there's a, there's a lot that they could do in, with a with a Batman Batman Beyond, Beyond yeah. would be superb. I agree, and I I, I was actually surprised. I, I when um, pardon me when Telltale kept talking about how uh, Batman was going to look different and unique in in this new uh, Telltale engine, I was deeply hoping for Batman the Animated Series aesthetic and setting. That's that's what I hoped they were going for. That would have been interesting. Uh, I would still love to play a Batman game set in the Batman the Animated Series universe. I think that would be wonderful. Then they would have had to pay Kevin Conroy. And- they would have, but but that look and those characters and those those depictions of those characters would be... I mean... Oh, it'd be great. Set the... That series set the tone for Batman Beyond and oh, Justice yes. League. And it, pretty much modern Batman owes his existence to the Burton film and that yes, series. That is fair to say. And I think going back and, and examining that time with the benefit of 20 years of hindsight, you could create a superb product. Yeah. I just really want to see Superman. I think I they're, agree. I think, I mean, I I think agree. they're one of the only companies that could do it. And, and like in the same style as Batman, where like you're a superhero in a city, I don't want like an RPG version or something mm-hmm. sort of odd like that. It would definitely have to be your Superman and you have to do these things. Yeah, it would be you know? fascinating. But if you And do it- they're no long- longer limited by technology. So like that's not really True. an excuse anymore. So yeah, you could go from Earth to another planet. Yep. And, and, the, and the reason we, like that. yeah, the reason we bring, keep bringing up Superman is is uh, after I believe it was after the first game after Arkham Asylum, WB bought Rocksteady, mm-hmm. so they own the studio outright. That means any you know WB property is fair game that for Rocksteady to work on. That includes you know DC any DC stuff, stuff uh, Harry Potter, and includes uh, Lord of the Rings, all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, I agree. But Mordor is already being made, and that's fantastic. That yeah, that franchise doesn't need Monolith. Help. Monolith yeah. is on the the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. case. Yeah, just the mental image of what they could do with a Superman game. Like you know, the, yes. it cuts in and like in 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 meteorites, you're you're there, and the sun is hurling toward the Earth at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game. And as Superman, the first thing you do is literally like fly in and push the sun back with John mm-hmm. Williams music blaring in from the <laughs> background, mm-hmm. and like. Like prominence is flaring around you, and you do that, and then you have to fly back and be Clark Kent and time to meet Lois for lunch. You know, it, it would just be delightful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love love the idea of giving the, those guys license over this because yeah. they tell good stories. I'll finish up by saying that the whole thing about uh, <laughs> you know, as for what comes next, that's still being decided. Jin explains Rock City is currently in an enviable position where Warner Brothers is supportive of the team taking a break to think about what their next dream game is. Like, first of all, I can't imagine that. Arkham VR was worked on by the entire team because mm-hmm. it's a it's a small scale project. I would suspect that was a a splinter group of them. And Arkham Knight was finished a, over a year ago, right? Wasn't it last summer already? Well, Arkham Knight or was it been, this year? That's been a I wait think this Arkham year. Arkham Knight last was last year. Yeah, right. Yeah, Arkham Knight was yeah. last year. That so, was a 2015 you know, game. So I I don't believe them for a second that they don't know what their next they they're 100 percent working on whatever their next big thing is. Yes, hmm. but we'll I probably mean, have to wait a little while. They're to find probably out. in early concept phase. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pre production, so, just sorting it out. Pre production, they probably have three ideas and they're going to pick one. I mean, it's po- yeah, it's possible you know? that yeah. kind of just piggybacking on what you said, Destin, that if they're you know Warner Brothers is supportive of them thinking about. It, the, yeah, they may very well be prototyping like three or four things yeah. to see which one is gonna is gonna work the best. And like with uh, Rocksteady, we or not Rocksteady, Rockstar, we might actually see some sort of concept come out, like they did with table tennis. 
testing never know. testing some new technology, never and know. then we get the new product. Any Could mention of Rockstar Table Tennis makes me happy because <laughs> I like Rockstar Table Tennis. So here's another fun speculative piece. So Phil Spencer right now is down in Australia at an oh. Xbox Fan Fest. In fact, Aaron Greenberg's down there. A lot of the, the senior Xbox crew is in there. So uh, the IGN Australia team finally gets to see the big wigs at Xbox, whereas usually we are the only ones afforded the privilege. So uh, somebody was asked if uh, Gears of War, or somebody asked Phil and Rod Ferguson, uh, could Gears of War eventually go to other genres and do other things? And well, Phil, it, what does that mean? Basically, you know, because the coalition is mm-hmm. going to exclusively make Gears of War games the mm-hmm. same way that 343 makes Halo games and Turn 10 makes racing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they're, not, they're probably not going to work just on third-person shooters forever. It could, mm-hmm. you know, it could easily, they could easily branch out for off-year games the same way we get with mm-hmm. Halo now. And Phil said... I quote, I think it's a really big IP, and it's an IP that could exist in linear form in books. We've seen that in different gaming genres. So what could make sense besides the third-person shooters we know now for Gears of War, guys? Two off the top of the head ones. Um, the first is this uh, Gears of War 4 is already kind of a concise horror-themed story. Fully commit. Uh, give me a uh, give me a gear story that's a survival horror. Take out the mm. uh, shooting mechanics completely. Put me alone in a place where I'm where it's dark and scary and I'm surrounded by horrible things, and just kind of grab those beautiful like trappings and aesthetics and allow me to play a survival horror game so in that universe. Maybe make it about one character. Mm-hmm. Dial the graphics up to twelve since you're di- you know you don't need combat. Yep. I like where you're. Scary. I, I, like I love what you're that. Thinking. Yeah, it's that something could be cool. Something kind of alien, werewolfy, whatever inspired. It could be just whatever you want to do with it. Uh, I, I think that'd be fun. Second, um, just because I like them and nobody makes them anymore, uh, but it's already halfway to a squad tactics game. So make a uh, XCOMish uh, Final Fantasy Tactics type game out of it. Hmm. Um, I think could that work. could work on mobile, particularly where those games are the control interface makes sense. Uh, and if you give me a, a single one price, no extra coin buying, you know, flat rate, <laughs> uh, solid tactical game, and let me play it on my uh, on my phone. I'd love that. Interesting. Uh, how about Gears of War Wars? I mean, I just like Halo. I mean, Halo was a natural fit for a real time strategy game because it originally was a real time strategy game in mm-hmm. its origin in its first concept. But Gears of War at this point, the universe has enough units in it. They could totally do a a really excellent real time strategy. XCOM game in two the, style? It, no, Halo uh, Halo Wars style, real okay. time. Yeah. Okay, not turn based. Yeah, I was pitching more the XCOM. You're pitching more the Halo. Yes, Wars. Yeah. I think it could well, totally. I'd love work. to play that, Ryan. I think there'd yeah. be a lot. You know, if of fun. they, I mean, if especially you know they've they've got the sort of control scheme template down for Halo Wars. Just port, move that, move. You know. You can make it work on a gamepad and on PC, you know, cross either either platform you okay. want. So now I want that. You've inspired me. I want that, but I want to take it one step goofy farther. Okay. Since they're both in house, I want Gears versus Halo. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that would be a hilarious product to create. And you could do it in the tech. People might not accept it as a shooter because the shooting mechanics in those no, two yeah. games are so different. Yeah. But if you change the genre for both and put it over in tactical, you could probably do it. That could be that would get people talking. That's yeah, for it'd sure. A, it'd be a fun product to do, uh, and and it's one. You know, here we have our our here's our in house games, guys. You know, these are these are things that are un- firmly associated with the Xbox. So they're both futuristic, militaristic games. They'd actually work very well in a head to head kind of squad based hmm. competition. I don't really have a good answer here. For me, Gears of War is just Gears of War, a third person. It's hard for me to even imagine it as any other genre. I liked your idea, the XCOM 2 style game. That I could see because it's squad based, it's four players. You go, you take cover, the horde come out or whoever comes out, and uh, you have to take them out strategically. I really like that idea, the XCOM 2 style, Gears of War. But uh, I was going to make a joke. I'm not even going to waste people's time. But <laughs> What, Gears Kart Racer? Gears Candy Crush. Oh, yeah. that's not fun. Now, yeah. Gears, a Gears Kart Racer, okay, yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I might I might play that. The I little, like I like the little uh what the, the a little ticker driving <laughs> driving one of the one you of the carts what? next to you. Every now and then somebody gets a cart racer, right? Uh you know, you have Mario Kart, but you also have stupid stuff like Konami's Crazy Racers where you're just like, oh, these the are The Sonic one was pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. The Sonic one. It, it, it's kind of fun to take these characters. Which which one is it that has the the guy from Shenmue driving the forklift? You know, those are those are cute. I, I think it's uh, is that the is it Sega Sonic All Stars Transformed or something? That some, something sounds like that? right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I but yeah, those are silly. But yeah, I, I do think that squad based and real time games, and I, I think the survival horror could be fun because they they went and made it all spooky, and that that could be really really cool. We brought this up earlier. Do you think he's hinting that it could possibly be a movie someday? I mean, I think they're. Oh, set I'm sure up they're looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a really big IP, and it's an IP that could exist in linear form. Yeah. To, me, to me, that's movie. I, I yep. think it'd definitely be a movie. Also, yeah. if they made if they made a spooky game, they could call it Gears of Horror. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll see myself out. Gears of Horror and uh, Gears of War Wars. We're we're Gears so good Wars. at naming yeah, things, you guys. That, that we should be in marketing. We should. Yeah. We're in the wrong line of work. That's- all right, uh, Jared Petty. I want to go your way. What can oh, no. we spend our money on? What this can we spend week our money the, on? The marketplace report. Here. Why, looking at the marketplace report, I see that at retail we can buy Forza Horizon Three, XCOM Two. That's and why it's on my brain. FIFA Seventeen. Now, Forza Horizon Three. We've already talked about. That's yeah. a real nice video game. XCOM Two. That's a real nice video That's game. That's a fantastic game. Yeah, now I don't know about the adaptation yet. I haven't I don't think we ever reviewed it. I saw it Mark yet. playing uh, it, it looked okay. good. Dan Stapleton yeah. is checking it out for Xbox. But he, I don't want to speak definitively. I can't speak to the Xbox version yet, but XCOM two is bodacious on it's PC. Really good. And, and it will is probably really good. transition. Yeah. I was so into that game. Yeah, that's a it's a wonderful it it just it's just this perfect nexus of strategy and tactics. It, it, it's just about it's one of the best of that kind of game ever made. And uh, if you've never tried it and it just looks too boring to you, you're wrong. You will never sweat more than you do during the final stage of an XCOM battle. When you're just like, oh, oh, and you're just making decisions and in, in, you have all the time you want to make the decision, but trying to decide and then pressing that button to commit yeah. and watching it play out. All right. I got it all laid out. Are we ready? All right. All right. Activate. Activate. Let's do this. Oh no! What happened over there? No! Yeah, it's it's really great. Take cover. It's, it's awesome. It's, those are wonderful. And then FIFA 17, which uh, I can't speak to because I haven't played FIFA 17. That is a money making machine every single year. There's a story mode. Yeah. Then in the digital realm. Oh, That's all I, I know there is. Yeah. In the digital realm, Everspace, Space Game, The Bunker, Bunker Game, mm-hmm. uh, Eventide, Slavic Fable. Even tied Slavic Fever. Not a good, no clue not a good what subtitle. Is. However, Virginia, I can say something about. Uh, yeah. I had a long a conversation state. with IGN's Chloe Rad, uh, who reviewed that game and loved it. Um, Virginia is. What is it? It's a storytelling game. Uh, a uh, First person thriller is what we have. Uh, well, I think the way Virginia's been described to me, it's. Oh, nobody talks, right? In the, it's in the Gone Homish yeah. type uh, uh, setup. Uh, where or a Firewatch or one of a what we speak, people sometimes call walking simulators, um, but Virginia is a game that is pretty much completely silent, uh, and mm. in the course of that tells what Chloe said is a pretty darn cool story. Hmm. Uh, she cool was cool the word or was uh, it moving? Uh, I think moving is probably the word, but uh, she really liked it. And mm. uh, Chloe's generally somebody who, when she says a game is real, real good, I trust. Mm. So uh, Virginia might very well be something you want to check out. Ten bucks can't yeah. beat that. Uh, plus, uh, I, I'm hoping it's uh, it's the Wally of modern adventure games. Uh, the first 45 minutes of Wally are are some of the best things put on film in the last 20 <laughs> years, and uh, they don't talk there either. Then, uh, going into the marketplace, September games with gold include Earthlock Festival of Magic all month long. I don't know what that is, and Assassin's Creed Chronicles China uh, from September 16th to October 15th on Xbox One. Mirror's Edge, September sixteenth to thirtieth. Just a couple on days Xbox left, three six to get one of the best, one of my favorite games from the three sixty era for free. Then here in October we have Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings all month long. The Escapists uh, from October sixteenth to November fifteenth on Xbox One. MX versus ATV Reflex October first, October fifteenth, and I Am Alive October sixteenth to October 
31st. Outstanding. We'll be right back to do the trivia. Destin, chance for you to... I know. Yeah, game. there's nobody else here that's normally on the show. Let's so, do this. Yeah. We'll be right back with trivia right after this. Trivia time. Let's uh, let's see what we can do points wise. Destin, no Marty, no Alana. This is my big chance. Am, Ryan. am, am I playing for one? You're of You're welcome guys? to yeah. play. Yeah. Okay. Can I, I play for Marty and Alana? No. No. I play for Jared not. Petty. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You just yeah. a little little personal pride. Yeah. All right. Little personal as pride you, as you pinch it off the bench here. So uh, this week's question comes to us from Kevin in Illinois. He asks, which of the following lauded Xbox franchises has the lowest Average review score from IGN across its first three games. So if you take the the first three mainline games of Fable, Forza, Gears of War, and Halo, and average them, mm-hmm. which IGN score, uh, you know, average set of scores is the lowest? So which of those do you think didn't quite fare as well as the others? On IGN, uh, Destin, you've written down your answer. So okay, Jared, I'm going to go to you first okay, while I just look up. Yeah. While I All look right. up the, so uh, I'm pinch I'm pinch hitting here. So I like to think of myself actually as IGN's utility infielder. I like uh, that. That's I a, like that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's Destin a, at ten points so far this year. Marty at thirteen. So you've got a golden opportunity here, Destin. Right. Jared, you do have one point by the way. Just a chance for you to get. Uh, hey. Oh, there we go. I do yeah. have a point from uh, from a previous visit. At the rate I'm going, right. I'm going to commit to Fable <laughs> on this. Yeah. Uh, of these, I think that of the first three games uh, of these four series, Fable, Forza, Gears of War, and Halo, IGN most likely rated Fable on the average the lowest. Okay, that's my that's Destin. My I'm in agreement. A Fable because some of those games didn't turn out as well as people had hoped. Still great games, but we're going average reviews. All these games rated very well. And both of you wonderful gentlemen are, in fact, correct. Yeah. Ah, and it points. was really, you know, it's... Fa- Thanks, Fable 3. Fable 3, <laughs> kind of pulling it down. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, you know, Fable 1 was excellent, uh, mm-hmm. but not, you know... Not quite not there. Quite, Interesting in, in concept. Fable 2 was, uh, most people agree, I certainly feel, was the peak. Because of the Fable, dog. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's one of many, many yeah. reasons. And Fable 3, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, whereas Halo 1, 2, 3, very, very highly rated. Do you know what those averages were? Uh, they're in the... I took him out the, mm-hmm. uh, of here so you guys couldn't cheat, but the he the uh, what's his name? Where is it? Uh, Kevin from Illinois did include that. Were they like nines? Were they the, all the nines other three? On average, Forza, Gears, and Halo are all nines okay. Okay. for those first three. And games. Fable fell into the eights. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder what we rated Fable one. I don't. Yeah. I'm he, guessing he put it in there. Like right. I'm guessing in a high a high eight. Yeah. Just totally totally guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, think, I, knew, I, I also knew, don't know what our review structure was then. Were we doing 100-point scale, 10-point scale? Yeah. You know, we that, have that changed over the years. Yeah. That was before my time. So, so uh, good job, Kevin from Illinois. You win yourself an Xbox game. I've got a copy of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, uh, a few other things in there. So I will get in touch with you via email, and you will win yourself an Xbox game. I will say, uh, we're in need of uh, a fresh batch of good questions, good trivia questions. So... Chance to win. Send in your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. Uh, Don't do anything we've done before. Know which celebrity came out with Bill Gates to unveil the original Xbox. We've heard that one. I still don't know the answer. (laughs) Stop it. Yes, you do. Uh, The other super common one, what was the last... Original Xbox game ever produced it was Madden, like mm-hmm. 09. Uh, don't don't send us that one. But so to get, make sure you don't overlap, go back and listen to the previous every single episode, two hundred and fifty-five other do. episodes yeah. of uh, podcast. Well, actually, just since I took over, okay. that's when that that's when we started with the trivia stuff. So oh, okay, well, that then, knocks that, like that knocks like fifty off, fifty right? something uh, off the list. Okay, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, send your Xbox-related trivia question. Four multiple, cho- multiple choice answers. Note the correct one to unlocked at IGN.com. Catching up, Marty. That's right. That's right, Marty. Same questions that Destin will know. Just Destiny questions. <laughs> In Destiny, how do you get the black spindle? Marty will be like, is it on know. this strike? This strike. This strike <laughs> or this strike? Jared? Yeah. Before we go. Yes, sir. Why don't you promote yourself? 
Well, uh, I know you're such a humble, nice guy, but this is what the end of the show is for. People have now listened to you <laughs> for the last 40-something minutes. They enjoy you. They want more Jared Petty. Where can we get more Jared Petty on social media, on wherever else? Well, you can find me at Petty, Jared on social media. That's P-E-T-T-Y-C-O-M-M-A-J-A-R-E-D. You'll find my work all over IGN.com. I, I try to kind of be a Swiss Army knife around here. So you'll find me on Guides, which is my main beat, but I also write a lot of features around here and kind of pinch it all over the place, like uh, you illustrated can, earlier. You can, that's right. You can... Uh, you can Clip nails if necessary. You nails. can uncork wine bottles I if can necessary. You I'm, can, I'm not good at everything, but I'm can, good at enough to remain useful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, you find more kind of all over the place. Uh, and uh, sometimes I'm over uh, visiting with Damon on GameScoop. You can spot us there. You can find me at the uh, IGN house party on October 15th. Uh, I'll be there and uh, ready to say hi to everyone. So that's some of what I'm up to. Outstanding. I'll be there as well. I'm looking forward to meeting many of you and seeing some of you again. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. If you like the shirt I'm wearing, there's a link of how to get it in my profile. Ooh. And because I made it. Yeah. Right? Little five guys versus in and out there. Oh, That's I love stuff. that. That's a great shirt. And what else? Uh, my Tesla podcast. Check that out if you're into cars of the electric variety. And then I'm, I've got a big review coming up, but it's a little – it's a little ways out yet not not quite here not quite ready to to uh, get into it and i think that's it destin how about you well of course you can watch uh, fire team chat if you're into destiny please join us and uh, we talk about destiny every friday at five it goes live uh on the personal side i do twitch.tv slash the destin channel i have youtube.com slash the destin channel i haven't figured out quite what i want to do there yet but i'm streaming on twitch every tuesday and thursday at 8 p.m i've been very dedicated to 8 it 8 p.m pacific pacific Ooh. to the point that i brought a console to germany to make sure I hit those deadlines. And I've been bringing a console with me to make sure that I am streaming on those days every Dedication. Tuesday and Thursday at 8. It's, a, it's something I, I want to keep growing. And uh, awesome. thank you to everybody who has stopped by and joined me. Uh, right now, it's a lot of Destiny raids and me getting very frustrated. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I could add real quick, uh, the, the new episode of IGN Unfiltered is up. It is uh, not Xbox-related this time, so it's not directly relevant to this audience, but it's a longtime Sony uh, of America boss, Jack Trenton, was my guest this month, and really, really interesting conversation with him. So just if, you're, if you want to hear more about the you know, just other folks in the industry and, and how, you know, sort of what, what the Sony side of life is like as an executive, check that out. And IGN Prime, by the way, got to remind you of that one. If you don't already subscribe to IGN Prime, you might want to consider it. It's $30 for the year, and in return you will get an ad-free experience on IGN along with the occasional free game and free beta code, depending yeah. when, uh, when interesting betas roll around. So that's IGN.com slash prime if you'd like to learn more about that. For the Reverend Jared Petty <laughs> and the denim dynamo Destin Legary, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 265. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.